Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Heart of Sports. I'm Jason Springer, back in studio here with Jeff Cohen on 610 AM ESPN Radio, ready to help you move into the weekend, talking about all the news in the world of sports. If you want to join in the conversation, you can join us at 888-728-9941. Jeff, let's get started. I'm glad you're back in studio. Did you defrost from your trip to Michigan last Saturday night? Part of me, not all of me. Part of you. It looked cold. It was freezing. It was wet. What um, happened? Why was that game delayed so long? You were at the Michigan... I was at the Michigan... Um, who did you guys play? Who did we play? Minnesota. Okay. It was for the little brown jug. Okay. So, so uh, okay. well, it's a big deal in the Midwest. It's not a big deal out here. Are you excited that you uh, got a jug? Uh, I didn't. They didn't <laughs> give me the jug when they were done, <laughs> but I really don't need a 100-year-old So you were, out, you were out there so, by yourself? Who were you out there No, with? I was out there with my son. We went to a hockey game on Friday night. We actually got to see Cooper Marity. Did you sneak into that arena on Friday night? Because it was empty and there was a picture. It was empty? It was sold out. Wasn't there a picture that you put up from Friday night, though, about going by the arena? No, we went went to the arena Uh and we found our way into a sold out arena. Okay, found your way into a sold out arena. Uh, But but the hockey hockey games are a great place to see an arena. Yost Ice Arena is an amazing place. But Cooper Marity, who was one of the Flyers' top picks last year, mm-hmm. is playing for Michigan and had a great game. I, I think that he's going to be really good when he gets. So you guys to were excited there. to see that, and yeah. then uh, what happened? Why was your game delayed so long? There Lightning. were a lot of weather delays last week. The Penn State game was delayed for hours in the afternoon. five hours. Well, that was an hour and a half north. Yeah. So in East Lansing, there was a five-hour delay because of lightning storms because they can't under college rules they're not allowed to play. It's for kinda, a half it's, hour. It's it, really weird. It's kind of smart. Imagine that. They don't want you to play in Lightning. Yeah. I mean, I've been thrown out of the stadium one time for, for that reason. They took the Michigan Stadium a couple of years ago. They actually made everybody, 110,000 people leave. Well, I, that's the thing that always I find interesting. It's not safe enough for people to be on the field, but they'll still let you sit in the stands on like a bleacher seat. <laughs> <laughs> They're metal. What's the big deal? Not that anything could Nothing. go wrong with that. Yeah. So, all right. But, it was, but it, was, it was a blast. And you made it back and... It was a pretty much a, a roller coaster week here in in Philadelphia. Yeah. We had the the high of the Eagles going eight and one and a mm-hmm. dominating performance at Denver. Then we'll talk about in the second segment. Then we had the low of the gut punch on Tuesday when you texted me that uh, it looked like a plane with Roy Halladay had gone down in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, you texted me in the afternoon and there weren't really many reports out yet. There. Were, People there was sure. there was there was just an initially a report that a plane that is registered to him w- had gone down uh, in Florida, and so just like you, I was sitting in my office at my desk, following Twitter. watching Twitter. I, I I honestly I sent I tweeted to Roy Halliday, saying please let everyone know that you are okay. There's a lot of people that did that. Yeah, it was. To see the impact that he had, it was announced by the sheriff eventually that uh, he had crashed his plane and did not survive. Uh, the outpouring in Philadelphia, he was only here two years. Three. Three years. And mm-hmm. people don't realize that. Like, he wasn't a lifetime Philly, but he came in and made an impact with this team in the community as a man, as a player. He stayed around. Uh, the outpouring of support was pretty amazing. And like I said, I was surprised by how hard it hit me. Um, I, you know, I'm not one that always reacts when you hear that news, but, but that one hurt. I think this has been a really, for the Phillies community and the Phillies family, this has been a really rough 12 months. 
we have lost so many people that were faces of the organization with Dutch Dalton and Dallas Green and Ruben Amaro Sr. And now this, it, it's it's really hard to just deal with it. And, and it's not, we don't know him, but people in this city th- thought they knew him because of the way that he reacted and the way that he handled his business and the way that he handled himself as a human being, not just as an athlete. Yeah, you can analyze what he was as a pitcher, and then there's the story of what he was supposedly as a man. And you only you only see what people say about you, and if, if your life is a testament to what people say when you're, when you're not here, a man lived a full life. Yeah. Um, the outpouring of people this week, of fans down at the ballpark paying their condolences, people on social media speaking out, people going on the radio to tell their stories about times with Roy... Um, it really was something different this week, and everybody sort of has their own experience. So you and I started, um, you know, texting back and forth. He never actually made the playoffs when he was in Toronto. No, he and mm-hmm. so his first playoff appearance was, was the here. game against the Reds. Yeah, in the it, rain, his first where he threw a no hitter, yeah. and so you and I were talking about it, and it turns out that my wife was at that game with her dad and her sister, and. You know, she she and I were talking about it last night, and she remembers more about that game in terms of the rain and realizing when it was a no-hitter, and it was just really interesting. And then I, I said something to you, and you told me the story of how you got to that game. Yeah, we we, we, we were season hic- ticket holders, and, and that was not one of the games we were going to. And at the last minute, we decided to just go on StubHub and buy tickets, and we, we you know, it wasn't cheap, but we... We decided we don't care. We just want to be in the building. And my son adored Roy Halladay. To the point where you said that his number. His number was 34 all through travel. How did he take this week? Um, he, he, was, he was okay. He was sad, but he was okay. Um, he, he puts those things in perspective. Uh, it's an athlete. It's not somebody, you know, it's not a family member. But, but he adored him. He, he idolized him. And if you're going to have somebody that is an idol... In sports, which I don't encourage, this was the kind of guy you would want to be that. But we just decided to go to the game. And what was amazing about it was within a couple innings, you just knew something special was going on. There was something about him on the mound and the players and the way they were playing behind him that there was there was this electricity from the moment the game started and it just kept building. Like I've gone back and watched the game this week. It's just not the same. It was there was an electricity and it was raining, you know, it was misting during the game, and my son was keeping score and the the scorecard was getting all soggy and I'm like, put it away. What's and he's like, No, no, I, I want to do this. We still have that scorecard. Yeah, I want I want you to bring that in next week. I want to yeah. see that. It, it, you had told me that that you you went to the game and, and kept score it was you, your wife and your son. And you know I particularly enjoy the stories of family bonding around sporting events. So to hear people call in this week and tell the stories of, you know, how they watched that no hitter, how they remember seeing him, his perfect game that he threw in Miami, and the memory. Although that, there weren't that, it, there are lots of people who claim to have been at that game, but there was like nobody. Didn't there. they end up pre-printing tickets? No, for people to they, buy? they printed them after yeah, the fact. There was like twenty people them, in the stadium. You could you could buy tickets to a game that already happened. Has that ever happened before? No. No, but it was it was the Marlins, and they can't draw. F- a I fly. remember that I wasn't watching the game for the perfect game at, at the start. I was watching the Stanley Cup, right? 
And then I saw on Twitter people starting to talk about it. And, you know, nobody wants to talk about it while it's ongoing. So you see the, well, he's got something special going on tonight or, you know, he's dominant or and nobody wants to say what's going on there because they don't want to jinx it. Because we all have so much control. So it was a nice job by NBC Sportsnet this week of replaying the perfect game for people to to see. And I was amazed by how fast of a game it was. Yeah. I mean, well, but he that was, was all of his dominant. Games. It, Roy Halladay pitch games, even if the other pitcher was slow, were two and a half hours max. And I don't know if people truly realize just how dominant he was. He led the league in complete games seven times. Led the league in ERA seven times. Four times led the league in shutouts, 19th all-time in win-loss percentage, 24th all-time in K-to-walk ratio. I mean, you're talking about somebody who redefined the pitching position, basically. He He's he's the last of the horses. He's he's the last. Of, I mean, think about it. Leading the league seven times in, in number of innings pitched. There aren't pitchers that pitch for seven straight years. If they're leading the league in pitching, they're usually hurt and getting Tommy John surgery after that. He, but that was that was what was special about him is he went out there and he always looked at like halfway through a game like he was sick. Yeah, didn't he's he? red he, in the face. And... He, he just had this look, and, and we went to see him in in Wrigley Field once, and that was the game where he the collapsed. Heat yeah, where he collapsed where, on yeah. the mound, and even that one, it was he didn't the first inning, anywhere. and he was like dripping sweat and yeah. trying to power through it. I remember that game too. It, you know. Getting to watch him was something special. I remember when he came to this team and there was all that excitement around the four aces and he was like, no, it's five aces, Joe Bland. Joe Bland. It's like, yeah, you believe yeah. that, right? It's like, okay. you know. No, but, th- but, that, but that showed you what a teammate he was. The, the stories that it, – it's a shame it takes incidents like this for these stories to come out because the stories that you're hearing from the players – are about the man, not the athlete. As much as they say they were honored to play behind him and watch him pitch, it's the stories like Carlos Ruiz, like he, he in a brown paper bag, he left on his his locker a Cy Young award. He had a replica made for Carlos Ruiz. It it, it where he made sixty Bauman Mercier watches with the inside of it engraved. Got him engraved the for the perfect game. And did you see, in the inside, they engraved the, the whole name. box score. Mm-hmm. And the name of the yeah. player. And Yeah, I mean, that that was sort of the way he was. You know, I heard Charlie Manuel in an interview earlier this week say that he prided himself on going through a game and talking to him afterwards and say, you know how many times I shook off, shook off Chooch? None. Like, to him, <laughs> that was a great game in that, yeah. you know, here's this dominant pitcher, one of six players to ever win a Cy Young in both leagues, and he deferred to his catcher. And and gave the credit to his catcher and, and gave the credit him. to his teammates. That's the type of athlete that, like you said, you want your son to look up to. Uh, in past years, he did more in the community. The irony is the sheriff's department that searched for him, he had gotten them a police dog to help with their efforts. He was volunteering with Little League teams there. And and so it he just, was the coach of his kid's Little League team called the Florida Burn. And so and to have yeah. it so abruptly end was, was very difficult for people this week and and the way that it i, I remember like i'll f- i followed him on twitter and, and one of the things you saw about him is that everything he did he did with this this passion and joy so even with i'm not a big fan of of flying and these little planes and you know, I've, I've actually seen wreckages in it it's, You're not it's even terrible a fan of being a passenger on an airplane no that's true too but um you know, he he took to this flying. He hadn't been doing it that His long. His father was a pilot. Yeah, but he had a passion for it. And when he got this particular plane, he was tweeting photos of, you know, being the 
I think the first person down there to get one. And it was just, it's a shame that, that that's what happened. I, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever find out what, what the real reason was, why, why he passed away. But, you know, as much as people say, and you, you mentioned that, uh, you know, he lived a full life. He didn't live it long enough. No, and, my, and, and my mom asked that when I texted her. She goes, how old was he? 40. 40. And it's, it's just not, you know, was, this was the time for him to enjoy the work that he had put in with his family and with the team. And, and everybody will lose out because of that. Yeah. It's unfortunate. We will all miss him. Um, the Phillies did make some news on the field. Um, yeah. The manager starting to fill out his coaching staff. Um, I got to be honest, I feel inferior every time I see him on TV. Dude's so jacked. <laughs> like, he wears these tight shirts, and I'm just like, okay, I'm doing something wrong. Well, well, I'm well, not on the organic the, diet the, like The question is, is, is if, you, if you saw the photos of the guys that he's brought in as, as his coaching staff, they don't really seem to follow the same regimen as he does. Maybe he just so, wants some balance. <laughs> either that or we'll see if he gets everybody in shape. What are your thoughts on the coaching staff so far that he's assembling? I know well, you're happy well, that well, Dusty Waltham's on the team. He's going to be the third base coach. Yes. Um, which is where, in the minor leagues, the 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 manager is always the third base coach, okay. so so I like him there. That that's a smart move for them. Um, I don't know much about this pitching coach. We'll just have to say. Do you follow analytics? Does they it, hi- they he? hired more analytics people in the front office. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Fultz. It, it was actually a player last year, and they hired him. They in have the front a very office. young coaching staff. Yeah. And front uh, office. It's it's going to the team's going to have a different look and feel next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the youth from the players to the front office to the coaches, not something that we've had here in in recent years. If you go back and look at what this team's had, the Phillies did get robbed though. Why? Freddie did not get the gold. How club. did he not win the gold? Uh, I don't know. I've watched Brandon Crawford play. He's very good. He He's won not the Freddie. award for last year. His play last year got him that award this year. He won last year, too. But that he won it on reputation from last year. His play this year didn't beat out Freddie. There is no way that Freddie was not better than him. Freddie back? No. It's amazing I, that, that we're here complaining that he didn't win the Gold Glove Award, yet we don't believe he's going to be here next year despite how well he played. It just goes to show you the depth that we're hoping this team has now is that blind optimism or is that justified i uh, look i i go to minor league games i i think it is justified i think what uh, you and i were talking i think last week about reese hoskins and how exciting it'll be to see him for a full season my little man crush yeah so you're gonna get a full season of him and and i i just see so much potential in this team i think still think scott kingery is going to be really good at second base and it's funny like every time you hear one of the phillies talk about um, you know what the what the infield's going to look like. They never mentioned Caesar. No, and, and Caesar was a really good player. I don't know what they're going to do, but the players that are there, there's going to be changes. Well, they have to. They need pitching. Yeah, I thought the pitching would be better. I still think that there. I think there's kids coming up that's going to take a couple of years, and I still think the guys who didn't do well this year will do well. I, I mean, we still don't know what about Velasquez, where he's going to end up. I think Eikhoff is better than he showed last year. I, I think there's a bunch of kids that still have that potential. You're and just such an optimistic growth. person. Well, you know what? Go back go back to, to Roy Halladay just for a second, okay? Roy Halladay came up with the, the Blue Jays and was a, was a disaster. His he was sent ER, back down His to the ERA minors. was double digits. Yeah, he was sent back down to A-ball, wasn't and, he? And, or and he was told by the coach there that he was soft. And that motivated him. And he came back. And 
I would argue he's a Hall of Fame pitcher. You know, I, it's funny you say that. Um, not only that, but people were saying that when the Blue Jays play the Phillies, there's a series where they play them in Philadelphia and then a series when they play them in Toronto, and they were saying that his number should be retired for each team when the Blue Jays and Phillies play each other. It would be great. Uh, and I thought that would, would be a kind of a fitting tribute. To do you a, think he's a Hall of Famer? I do. I do. Uh, I, but I'm not the best gauge of that. See, I, people say that my standards are rather lax. I think that the fear that he instilled into batters, the dominance that he had, the ability to spot a pitch, and uh, I mean, the the no hit was a no hitter, a perfect game that he I think it was no hitter. He had five pitches that he could locate anywhere. Yeah, at the, I, I mean, he was just absolutely dominant. So I I would put him in the hall. And of and if you look at his statistics, I mean, the dominance shows. He doesn't have three hundred wins. He didn't pitch for 20 years, unfortunately. But but at the end of the day, his record is very similar to Pedro Martinez's. Absolutely. And Pedro's in. So and, and if you ask about dominance, was he the dominant pitcher of his era? Roy Halladay, for a, a at least a, a decade, decade, was the dominant pitcher of his era. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what, what baseball does with that. Let's take a hard turn and the contrast <laughs> this, of this could be a really the hard role turn. model of, of Roy Halladay yeah. to the total opposite of your boy LeVar Ball before we go to break. One obviously has nothing to do with the other. Yeah. I'm not comparing, but um, the Ball family did not have a good week this week, Jeff. They're still not having a good week. Tell us what happened. Well, LiAngelo is now on. Uh, he's the second of the three, you know, amazing basketball players. Uh, Lonzo's not exactly lighting it up, by the way. But um, yeah, Stephen A. Smith jumped off that bus real yeah. fast, saying now he's uh, a bus. I think I, I don't. I wouldn't call him a bust, but it's only been ten games. But he hasn't exactly lit the world on fire. You know, you haven't had a good start when you give the quote. I know I can shoot. <laughs> Something has he can't gone shoot. Right. That's the, everybody knew he wasn't going to be able to shoot in the NBA. Yeah, but, but, but let's get back to to China. All right, so. So LiAngelo goes with UCLA to play a game in China. LiAngelo and two of his buddies decide, we're going to go allegedly steal some expensive sunglasses and got caught. Allegedly. So they're... (laughs) (laughs) So, So they are now on house arrest. And it just... This is so disruptive because... Steve Alford, who's the coach, had to go to jail to get these guys out. You now have the head of Alibaba, which is this large company that's based in in China. Jack Ma, who's trying, who's a UCLA guy, is trying to get these guys out of prison. They could get three to ten years in prison for shoplifting. And it's I'm not sure like the U.S. That the wonderful parent that Levar Ball is. He was extremely concerned and disciplined his son, correct? No, he said it's not that big a deal. No, no, shoplifting in... It's not that big a deal. So, Which, by the way, if you're in a foreign land and with strict rules, probably not a good idea to say it's not a big deal. Right. Because to them, it is a big big deal. deal. And you saying that is only going to anchor them and want to put their kid in jail. Yeah, it's just not a good lesson to teach the shoplifting's not a big deal. And Lonzo does not want to talk about it at all. <laughs> Lonzo, they asked him about it, and he wants no Lonzo part of Lonzo would rather talk about his bad shooting than he would his brother getting arrested yeah. for stealing something. By the way, isn't LiAngelo the one who got the really expensive car? Oh, he's going to need it to drive away from where he is. He needs a boat to drive away. Apparently, he was released from jail. 
but uh, he's on house arrest on house in arrest. the hotel. So does that mean that he can't come home? Nope. Right now, he is not allowed to leave. So does Iowa he, have the to, three Does kids. Iowa have to you pay mean, the hotel bill for the guys? UCLA. That, or UCLA have to pay the hotel room for the guys that can't leave China? No, the parents are going to have to. Big baller but, brand will pay for it. Yeah, there you go. Well, that's why his father was over there. All right, we're going to head to break. Uh, stick with us when we come back. We'll talk some Eagles. We'll talk some NFL. We'll talk about how bad Jeff's picks have been this, this season. Stick with us. Are you looking for a lifeline? Verizon New Jersey Shares Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey, those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at one 888-337-3339 or visit on the web at www.newjerseyshares.org. It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember, you must be a Verizon Residential Landline customer to apply for eligible programs. That's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family. Let me tell you, buying or selling a home is a life-changing decision. Whether you're looking for your first home or searching for your forever home, Ann Coons is the realtor you need. In fact, she helped my wife and I settle into our forever home. With over 30 years helping satisfied clients buy and sell homes in the Delaware Valley, Ann Coons will give you the professional and reliable service you deserve. When it's time to buy or sell a home in South Jersey or Philadelphia, contact Ann Coons, the only name you need to know in real estate. You can call Ann Coons today at 856-795-4709. Again, that's 856-795-4709. Or learn more on the web at www.annkoonsrealestate.com. This is the Heart of Sports on 610 AM. I'm Jason Springer here in studio with Jeff Cohen. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call at 888-728-9941. Jeff, were you flying during the Eagles game last week? Yes. So you did you DVR it and see it, or I did. Wa- I watched it afterwards. It was pretty exciting. It it was really good. Uh, the offensive line, even without Jason Peters, looks great. You had a stat on Carson Wentz getting hit about that. No, I I had a stat about Carson Wentz not getting, not getting hit. hit. Is that from your son or is that your stat? It's hey, it's ours. So you're just going to take credit for the work that your son does now. I'm just trying to understand how. Isn't that that why you have kids? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) To take credit for all. He won't rake the he won't rake the leaves. We might as well take credit for all the right. Yeah. So like my son crawled, I can take credit for that now as a parent. Is that how it goes? Sure. All right. Cool. (laughs) So, um, so he was not hit until 6:02 in the third quarter. That's how you keep a quarterback healthy. That means Vitai did okay, right? He apparently did do okay. Lane Johnson on Von Miller was a thing of beauty. Watching. Throwing him around like Hulk throwing around Loki. It it was crazy. Like a rag doll. Watching some of those replays. um, Eagles put up 51 points against Denver. They ran out of fireworks at Lincoln Financial Field. If that's not the ultimate troll job, after your team has a beatdown, the stadium tweets out, sorry, we ran out of fireworks. So I have a question. We're only halfway through the season. Yes. Did they think this was all the points they were going to score, or did they actually buy them weekly? Well, they have more fireworks, but not for that game. They That's not what they ready. said. I don't know. They, they, did, they didn't say, What am I, a hey, fireworks expert? They didn't say, hey, we hit our limit for the week. They said they were out of fireworks. I'm sure they'll order more. They had a bye week. <laughs> They've got time <laughs> to, to restock the shelves. Yeah. They the, are the team's fine. It doesn't need to practice. 
But apparently the uh, pyrotechnics crew does. They are 8-1 and one for the fifth time in franchise history and the first time since their run to the Super Bowl. I was just going to ask you. So so now, what what did I, what did I text oh, you? People after? are petrified. They, the, okay, so you, you have like the spectrum of reactions. You have the fool that decided to get a tattoo saying Eagles next, Super Bowl for the next no, three, no, three years. No, no, three years. Three years. Like, could we? Hey, just, by the way, if if that guy is listening, come or on anybody knows him, can somebody please have him call? Because I would just like to know what was going through his mind when he did this. Alcohol. <laughs> that, that could be the only possible solution. Why in the world would you do that? Uh, look, I'm afraid to even say Super Bowl. This yeah. guy's getting it on a tattoo. Oh, you, you know people are freaking out now. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy the ride. That's I what you have to do with I kind sports. of just want to go with the Eagles theory of week to week. Mm-hmm. I want to enjoy each game. Right. That's all. But you can't worry about it. The, the NFL is littered with injuries. The Eagles might be the only team left to be able to play but in the Super Bowl. people go so overboard. They win a game and it's like, Super Bowl, we're going. Look, it's okay to be enthusiastic. But that just makes you miserable in the end. I'm just saying it's fitting that the Eagles would go to a Super Bowl in Minnesota where it's cold, right? Yes. Like, well, it's an indoor game, though. There, you there just was, might not be able to get there. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, when would you go out? Would you go out for Super Bowl week in Minnesota? No, no, you'd go out Friday, hope to see things on Saturday, go to a game on Sunday, and try and leave before you yeah, freeze you, on you Monday morning. You will not morning. be tailgating in Minnesota. No, there will not. Uh, they, I happen to believe that Super Bowl should be in places where fans can enjoy it. Um, I don't see what, who's going to enjoy very much. Unfortunately, out there. the Super Bowl is not for the fans, though. Well, I know it's all sponsored. I mean, I went when they were in Jacksonville for twenty four hours, and just did you go to the game or were you? No, those... just the NFL experience. Yeah, stuff. see, I couldn't afford. I was just college. I couldn't afford tickets. I could barely afford the flight there. So instead of flying down there, why didn't you buy yourself a big TV and just so you could just enjoy the game? Well, I never said I was the brightest person yeah. graduating no, from school. But see, th- why do you ask me these questions on well, the air? This is when you when, when you know you've gotten old. When th- see, there are lots of places in life where you can divide young and old. Yes, in sports, it's when you get to the point when of you saying, stop going. Forget it. I'd rather spend the money on a TV and a couch and I wanted than the ex- it is to go to And the I game. wanted the experience at that point. Right. Now, I, now you'd be sitting there going, that's nuts. I'm going to sit in my warm house. Oh, are you kidding me? I, I, I want to sit in front of the TV. I want to relax. Right. I, I don't want to have to travel. I don't want to sit in traffic. I'm the worst. <laughs> I'm, I've gotten so old. I'm like sitting here yelling, hey, you kids, get off my lawn overnight. I don't know what happened here. Oh, you're that guy. Oh, I'm Did totally Did you do that, that on guy. Halloween? No, no. Well, uh-huh. I had a eight-month-old so we were like out trick-or-treating with him so it was like fun and i could take his candy so it was all good <laughs> he doesn't know and it's okay he's cool with it did you really take your kid's candy well he didn't get that much because we could save the tape and someday he could play that back in therapy that's okay okay there'll be lots of reasons why he's talking about it it won't just be that i took his candy okay <laughs> when i was eight months old my dad took my candy so went through four more touchdown passes giving him a lead leading 23 on the season who yeah. saw that coming with carson wentz in year number two not me I mean, he just... I thought he'd be better, but I did not think that he would be doing... These are historic numbers for a quarterback this young. Not a bad debut for Jay Ajayi. Yeah. Uh, nice run. Well, our guest last week said that we were going to be happy with him. and Lewis was right. Lewis I, was, right. I was very happy with yeah. him. I saw nothing wrong with him. Alshon Jeffrey, the first wide receiver to have more than 60 yards receiving against the Broncos. How crazy is that? The Broncos defense is so good that a wide receiver didn't have more than 62 yards or 60 yards in a game? I think None? that's why people went so overboard this week is right. that everybody thought that this Denver defense is 
what their ranking was. And the Eagles treated them like that was not their ranking. Yeah, that was. I, I mean, that wasn't. They even gave up their first rushing touchdown of the season. They did. Um, yeah. They gave up a lot of rushing touchdowns yes. uh, of the season. On offense, the team has scored 25 points in seven straight games. And in those seven straight games, the Eagles defense hasn't given up more than 25 points. That's what surprised me. It goes to and the offense is less of a surprise than the defense. So you want to know how dominant this defense has been. And again, this was without Hicks. This is without Darby still. Right. Um, they have only allowed three runs over 16 yards all season long and none in the last five games. They haven't played, to be fair, they haven't played the greatest offenses either. Not that there are that many great offenses in the NFL. You realize that three runs over 16 what yards. Are, what, are, what are the really good offenses in the NFL these days? There well, just aren't I a lot of them. I think that's part of the, the reason. Rams? I think that's part of the reason why people are so excited about the Eagles is because of the lack of quality teams in the NFL. The NFL is boring this year. There are not, even Tom Brady, he doesn't really have, other than Brandon Cooks, he hasn't been lighting it up, per se. Drew Brees has been, but the Jared Goff and Carson Wentz, who else is there? I, I, that's going to be a big game when they play out in L.A. They'll sell out the game. Did, it, did anybody think that? Did right? you think the Eagles, Rams game. was going to be? And I don't yeah. even think they're going to be able to flex that game because there's so many Eagles games that are already in prime time. Mm -hmm. My guess is that Fox wants to keep that game as a four o'clock game out there and not lose Eagles Rams to a flex. Yeah. Uh, anything else surprise you other than the fact that the Eagles are eight and one in a bye week? No. Isn't that enough? I really enjoyed um, sort of the introspection of the team. They didn't seem to get carried away with themselves. Well, um, I think that's Peterson. I, 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 I think it's Peterson. I think it's, it's long. I think it's the leaders on the team. And I think it's Wentz. Wentz doesn't have the personality that gets too full of himself. No. He's just He's even from keeled. North, North Dakota. Yeah, he just wants to go hunting and right. hang out with Mike Trout and you know, have a good time and you know that it gives you a sort of an even keel. Hey, I so my, speaking of Mike Trout, I have a question. Mike Trout has season tickets, right? To the Eagles. I hope He's, so. He's, He's getting there footballs every week. every week. But but Joel Embiid was where Mike Trout usually is. Maybe they shared tickets. Uh, Maybe they're like the special sports guest box. Maybe they're the same guy. I love when other athletes get into cheering for other teams. I find that fun. Though, if I'm going to be honest, I wouldn't mind if they give the football to, like, a fan. Mm -hmm. Like, Mike Trout doesn't need a football. I'm sure he turned around and gave it to somebody else. Yeah. Like, it looks yeah. fun for TV, right. and it's really cool. And I'm sure some kid that was right by there got I still love ball. the Eagles celebrations. That team's just having fun playing yeah. football. Did you see Chris Long mic'd up? Um, he they had uh, audio on him, a, a mic, and it was just fun to listen to him throughout the game. Did you think that he was going to be that big an impact this year? No, I, I did not either. But his leadership—you have Wentz leading the offense, you have Long leading the defense, Peterson's keeping everything even keel, and he's letting the guys have fun, and everybody's being respectful. Like you know, you saw the Odell Beckham stupid dog thing that he did at the beginning of the year. The Eagles are doing it in a fun way that everybody seems it's to It's like be... we talked about with Dave Spadaro. This is a team that you can root for. Right. They they seem to enjoy playing with each other. They they seem to be generally good people. Classy. Yeah, they're yeah. they're an organization that the type of team that you want to see and root for. Mm -hmm. uh, how about the Eagles extending Timmy Jernigan this week to four I years? think it's a good move. I thought it was a quality deal. Mm -hmm. I thought he was going to get much more money out on the open market with the way he's played. 
locked up for four more years. They they've got their defensive line. You know, Brandon Graham will come up. They'll have to decide what they want to do with him. Right. You but, ho- you hope Hicks comes back healthy next year. You hope Sidney Jones gets well and he's still out. practicing. Yeah. It looks like Darby's going to be back potentially this next week next against week, Dallas on the bye week this week. Um, you know who will not be back for that game? Uh, I do go know ahead, who will hit not hit the button. There you go. Who Ezekiel not be... Elliott will not be back for that Eagles game. Are we done now? I can't promise anything. Oh come on! But. Well, you know, I, I sent you a, a a video of an on on off switch. Yes, as, as, it's as ridiculous. The, Elliott, but but this should be it. Look, he should, I shouldn't he, need he will a law not play de- against the Eagles. I should not need a law degree to understand whether a player is going to play any game. I just happen to believe that. Like, right. I shouldn't need to go to law school and spend whatever that money is mm-hmm. to know whether somebody's going to be on the field on Sunday. I'll tell you afterwards. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Go ahead. Okay. Are you done? Are you done venting? So will he be back this season? He'll be this back. This season will he'll he, be back. Will he now serve a six-game suspension? He will at least serve a four-game suspension. If I had to bet money on it, he will serve six. Because it's a second circuit court of appeals. You've now gone and did everything the same again that you did in Texas. There's only a couple places you can go. You can ask the, cir- the second circuit to reconsider. They're not going to do it. You could ask them, You can ask for an appeal to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court does not have to take it. And if we get to the point where Ezekiel Elliott gets to the U.S. Supreme Court, apparently there's nothing else to to do in this country. So that's not going to happen. And and this and the trial court judge is not going to consider it again, at least before they start having evidence shown. Well, in, in- so so congratulations to the NFL Players Association for once again having out there. Another bad ruling to go along with the Brady ruling. By the way, that ding was my wife texting me to let me know that Brandon only got like five pieces of candy. And um, so, yeah, we didn't do too well there. He only has five left? Or No, no, there's less, than five, there's less than five left. There were five total. And you ate how many of them? I don't need to talk about that on the air. Oh, fine. Don't worry about that. Okay. You, you don't need to know the answer on that one. So, okay. Otherwise, you'll be part in, of the next legal segment. In news that they would like us to believe is completely unrelated. Oh, I don't see to any Ezekiel Elliott. Okay. Jerry explain Jones? to me Jerry Jones. Oh, I can't explain Jerry Jones. He now apparently would like to sue the NFL. And he hired David Boyes, a high-priced lawyer from D.C., and he's threatening the other owners. Why? Because he's a brat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's the legal explanation, by the way. Is that a technical legal term? Did Jerry you go Jones to, is a brat. Did you go to law school to, to learn that that's the definition of what Jerry Jones is? No, but we learned who brats are, and Jerry Jones is the definition. The fact is, is Jerry Jones is upset because... He was not complaining when Tom Brady got suspended. He was clapping and applauding and saying, good job, Roger Goodell. Eight months ago, he was saying what a great job Roger Goodell was doing. And then all of a sudden, his best player gets suspended. And now he wants nothing to do with Roger Goodell. Now, uh, look, Jerry Jones is not wrong, in my opinion, that Roger Goodell should not be the commissioner. Of but the for NFL. different reasons. Than- yeah. Yes. But but if Jerry Jones, the reason Jerry Jones is has a problem is because of Ezekiel Elliott. And this strategy might work. If I'm another owner of the NFL, though, I will never put him on another committee. I will make sure that he is sidelined as much as humanly possible because 
they're like a little fraternity. Look, if you're another owner in the league, you may be having to turn over your phone in a Colin Kaepernick deposition. Right. I mean, they, look, there is so much. Jerry going, Jones is Al Davis. There is so much going on in the NFL that has nothing to do with the product on the field. Let's just go through this. You've got the, the soap opera. You've got the Kaepernick stuff. Mm-hmm. You've got Ezekiel Elliott. You've got Jerry Jones wanting to see Roger Goodell. You've got the talk of renewing Roger Goodell's contract that Jerry Jones now says the owners are being misled. With By your, the way, were you shocked how much Roger Goodell gets a year? No. I've, $44 I, million? I heard that number before, and so I wasn't. But the first time I heard it, Good I was Good for you, Roger. Shocked. Yeah, right? Yeah. Look, I don't get mad at people for getting the money that they can get. But that's a lot of money. That's a lot of cheddar. He's doing all right. So then there is the Browns coaches who believe that the general manager purposely tanked their deal for the quarterback. <laughs> then there's the Giants players and your team who are We're going to have to get Leroy back on. Who are anonymously the ripping again. their coaches. Yeah. And then players coming out saying that we know who the anonymous player is and they're cowards. Yeah. Then you've got huge injuries in the NFL. Richard Sherman now huge out for injuries. the season. Yeah, the Seahawks are done. And then you've got That's how big that And then you've is. got on top of that, you've got a league that's so concerned about CTE that they're doing everything they can to try and make the game safer. Mm-hmm. And last night one of your star players gets knocked down and the ref sends him off the field for a concussion test and you let him get back in the game without doing that test. Well, it's also the player's fault. Uh, l- let's not just blame the NFL. Here's what should have happened. What should have happened is you read me the rule beforehand is that if uh, the ref has the right to throw a player out of the game if he thinks that, not throw him out, but send him to the sideline to get tested. That's what he did. Uh, for whatever reason, Russell Wilson, before anybody could come over and and do anything, Russell Wilson puts his helmet back and goes scootering back into the game. Which isn't supposed to happen in the Correct. Arizona. Yeah. Well, you're supposed to take his helmet away. Yes. So he can't and, get back on the field. Right. Because, but But Russell Wilson has to take ownership of this as well. He said it was just that he couldn't open his jaw. <laughs> now, that that meant, That's ridiculous. <laughs> the, by the way, one, Russell, if nobody told you, one of the ways that you get a concussion is by getting hit in the jaw. Uh, so if, if, if you can't open your mouth, probably not a good idea to go back in the game, regardless if you have, you have a concussion, yeah, right? And look, we've talked so much on this show about CTE, and you look at the... The hits, and I was just very surprised with what went on that, that he was able to get back in the game without being evaluated. And rightly so, at this point, people are questioning what the Seahawks did last night. And I don't blame them. The NFL is going to look into it. I don't blame them anyway. If they're serious about what they're talking about, they need to have consistency in the rule. That's uh, separate from the injuries on Thursday nights that Doug Baldwin says it should be illegal to play on Thursday nights. I, I, I agree with you. I just don't want people to lose sight of the fact that the player has some responsibility as well. You and just run, want to blame everybody. No, I, no, I don't want to just point the finger at one person. I want to say that this is a collective problem. Can I point the finger at you and say that your picks last week uh, were subpar? My picks every week are subpar. Uh, I'm okay with that. Why? People may be trying to like bet off of what you're saying, and well, you're just not helping them at all. Well, maybe they want to public have a service c- announcement. Don't if, listen if, to you. Don't listen to me when it comes to picking well, NFL football. I'm games. concerned because we have like everything the same except for one game this week. So I'm pretty concerned. Last week you were six and Guess six. Guess what? You're gonna suck this week. <laughs> Last week I was just ten and you know. two on the season. You're still above five hundred. You're fifty eight and fifty one. I'm at seventy two and thirty seven. All right, let's go through some of these games real fast before we hit the break. Packers at the Bears. Uh, we're both taking the Packers. Why you go with them? Why am I going with them? Yeah. Because the Bears stink. 
but at home, yeah, you think the Packers, even with Brett Hundley, will go on the road and be okay? I think the Packers could pick up a whole new team this week and still beat the Bears. <laughs> uh, we're both picking the Lions against the Browns. I think it's a default to pick any team that plays the Browns. <laughs> uh, Leroy could tell us more about that. Steelers at the Colts. Andrew Luck shut down for the season. Uh, if, if you're the Colts, are you drafting a quarterback? Well, are you ha- no, concerned? They, they, they traded a high pick for Jacoby Brissett. So do you believe that Jacoby Brissett is your next quarterback? And do I believe it? Yes. No, I wouldn't have traded for him. I, I, I'm not. I'm not earsay though. <laughs> well, he 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 drafted who the next great quarterback and decided he wasn't going to get offensive linemen, and now he has the next great quarterback who can't get back in the game again. I just wonder how he heals, whether he's back next season, because this lingered much longer than anybody thought. Mm-hmm. They thought he'd be back on the field this season, and he's just not going to. How about the field. questioning whether or not this was physical or in his head, though? How. Dumb was that? It takes some nerve. Yeah, it, it really. Um, it's not the best strategy for supporting no. your your own player. If I'm luck, I demand a trade. So we're both going with the Steelers. Chargers hit the Jaguars. You're just happy that the Chargers aren't home to not sell out another game. Um, Jaguars have played well this season. There might be more Chargers fans in Jacksonville than there are in L.A. There might be. Yeah. Fournette was benched last week against the Jaguars for team discipline. He missed the team picture. <laughs> they still won last week. He'll be back this week, so we're both taking the Jaguars. Why do they take a team picture in Jacksonville? Who wants it? <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get that question from? Saints at the Bills. We're both going with the Saints. They've played much better. They actually have a, a track to really, if you're looking at the Eagles record at 8-1, and one, play it out. Uh, Saints sort of have a track where they can end up with 12 wins even after a tough start to the season. How did the Saints get a defense? Their defense has been playing yeah. much better this season, and that's really what's Well, it's not hard. Them. They were putrid last but year. But that's keyed them along yeah. to, to get there. Vikings at the Redskins. This is the only game we're taking different. You're taking the Vikings. Vikings. I'm taking the Redskins. I'm not really sure why because all five offensive linemen are questionable hey, to play. Hey, guess what? Big news. Sam Bradford's on the IR. That's shocking, right? Never happened before, huh? Teddy Bridgewater is coming back. Good for him, that by would the be, way. I, I hope he comes back. Good for him well. from a potential career-threatening... Yeah. Is it, He's injury. a free agent after the season, isn't he? I think so. Yeah. And so. so, you know, if he can get back on the field, show what he can do. You know, maybe they, they sign him to an extension. Obviously, Bradford isn't the solution. No. Um, just point out that Sam Bradford led to Derek Barnett and Jay Ajayi. Yeah. First and a fourth-round pick. Not bad. So, you know, not bad for Riverboat Howie there. Um, Texans at the Rams. Rams have been playing really good football. Texans struggle without Deshaun Watson now. If you would have told me before the season I'd be doing this. Picking the Rams. The Rams over the Texans. Look, we were talking the game, the Rams against the Eagles. That's going to be a marquee game in the Mm -hmm. NFL this year. Cowboys at the Falcons without Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, We're both taking the Falcons this week. Um, Which would be big for the Eagles. If If the Cowboys would lose, it would really separate a little bit more, and basically make that game the following week on Sunday night in Dallas. If they beat Dallas there, you're talking about pretty much winning the division at that point, or that, winning the, the, yeah, the division there. And uh, then we have the game of the week. The Giants at the, the Niners. The Giants and the Niners for the first pick in the draft. What is the rating of that game going to be? You want to talk about reasons it, why that, the NFL ratings are two down. two major markets, that and are it'll terrible. still not. Nobody's going to watch it. The Nobody's G- going to watch that game. The Giants are to the point where it sounds like they're ready to move on from Eli. I, I, I'm going to go on afterwards. I want to see on Stuff Hub how, how little you could get Giants tickets for. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. We should uh, look that gotta up. It's got to be way, way down. Brett, can you check that on StubHub? 
what the the cost is for a ticket to the Giants. And, wh- and, and why don't you buy 10 tickets for our, our listeners they, and we why, can give them out. Why do you hate our listeners so much that you're going to make them watch the Giants <laughs> at the Niners? Patriots at the Broncos. After yeah, last week, neither of us are going anywhere near right. the Broncos. Uh, Brock Osweiler, quarterback, was definitely not the answer. He was absolutely not the answer. But and, at least the Broncos aren't paying for him. And Dolphins at Panthers. Uh, the Dolphins are just the Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, so we're both going with the Panthers. Uh, that's going to be it for this segment. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the Sixers, the Flyers, a little NBA uh, marijuana policy, plenty more. So stick with us. People's ears just perked up. <laughs> Are you looking for a lifeline? Verizon New Jersey Shares Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey, those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at 1-888-337-3339 or visit on the web at www.NewJerseyShares.org. It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember, you must be a Verizon Residential Landline customer to apply for eligible programs. That's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family. Let me tell you, buying or selling a home is a life-changing decision. Whether you're looking for your first home or searching for your forever home, Ann Coons is the realtor you need. In fact, she helped my wife and I settle into our forever home. With over 30 years helping satisfied clients buy and sell homes in the Delaware Valley, Ann Coons will give you the professional and reliable service you deserve. When it's time to buy or sell a home in South Jersey or Philadelphia, contact Ann Coons, the only name you need to know in real estate. You can call Ann Coons today at 856-795-4709. Again, that's 856-795-4709. Or learn more on the web at www.annkoonsrealestate.com. This is The Heart of Sports. I'm Jason Springer here in studio with Jeff Cohen. All right, Brett, you found us the cost to go to the Niners-Giants game this weekend on Sunday in San Francisco. How much is it going to cost me to get good seats for the Niners game? Row one, 21 bucks. 21 bucks. It's going to cost you more to park at the stadium than it's going to be to go to the game if you get multiple tickets. That's amazing. Uh, The the teams are just, it's a tough season for those teams. All right. Hey, and by the way, Eagles fans, the the, uh, December 17th Eagles-Giants game, there are plenty of tickets available. <laughs> well, if the Eagles have a clinch and they're playing oh backups. Can you can you imagine? They're going to take over Giants Stadium. Pretty much. Yeah. They've taken over a lot of other stadiums mm-hmm. this season. Brett has more ticket prices for us. Uh-oh. All right. So if you're sitting right behind the uh, field goal, uh-huh. right? Yeah. $22. $22. You get good seats. See if you can get tickets. It'll How much it will cost you for airline tickets. Don't worry, you don't need to find that now. It's fine. Okay, uh, Jeff, yeah, we could, just, next trip we me, could just do a whole show on legal issues. Yeah. All right, Rick. Just because Pat- just you like to hit the button, Rick Patino. Yeah. What is going on here? Well, Rick Patino kept saying he had nothing to do with it, even though he was fired from his job, right? And now there's an indictment that he hasn't been indicted yet, but in one of the indictments of one of the other coaches, it says that Rick Patino knew and consented to you, gave the big wink and a nod to make sure that the money got to the player. Does it surprises you? It doesn't surprise me one bit. Not I, have, I, I have always thought that Rick Pitino just was 
as greasy as can be. I mean, just everything he says. I got a friend is who, who's a Louisville fan that won't like you saying that very much. I was He's, a Louisville fan. He still thinks that he, like Rick Pitino was like wrongly pushed to things. With <laughs> by who? Oh, he believes that he's innocent. <laughs> Wait, there's a difference. Was he wrongly pushed or was he innocent? No, he's innocent. He, he didn't do it. He didn't know. He Rick Pitino. He believes he did Nothing. Know. Must not have known. Oh. I mean, it, how, how about the uh, prostitutes in the dorm? Did he not know about that either? So if you want to bring up details. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, okay. Is Rick Pitino done? He's he's not going to get another game a coaching. Was it Gino Oriema who said that he would have him coach somewhere else? Somebody said that and I was just baffled. Who's going to touch Rick Pitino at this point? Not it. I, I wouldn't. If I'm an athletic director, I am not going to want to do that. I know that they like to bring – look, Larry Brown kept getting brought back time and time again. He um, did. He kept getting jobs all the time. Yeah, and he had some issues when he was in college. So I guess there's always a play. Look, the guy at Washington State, didn't he lock one of his players in like a hot box or something? Oh, that was uh – Leach. Lynch. Mike Leach. Leach. Yeah. Yeah. And he's now up in Washington State. So I guess these guys, they just keep recirculating. The power of forgiveness, Jeff. The power of forgiveness. That's fine. But Did you don't, you don't, as a parent, because parents are usually involved in these decisions, ask. Ask LeVar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, you do not want your kid going to a place that's like that. You don't want your kid to be taught those kind of values uh, and I think that college sports is going in the direction of parents now starting to get away from those kinds of programs Michigan has a coach John Beeline who is every year gets voted like I liked the, him at West, at West Virginia, West Virginia he yeah him. and he's a nice guy he's a really smart coach but he never got top recruits all of a sudden this year he has a top 10 class and they say one of the reasons is is because parents are starting to say, look, I'm sending my kid to some place where I know that they're not going to get in trouble. It, it will be fascinating to watch how what is happening on the legal side changes what happens on the, the basketball side for college basketball right now. Because yeah. Well, did you hear what Ben Simmons said? Ben Simmons was saying the other day about that he's learned more in the NBA than he learned in college. Now, well, now he ben didn't made look it like got he, to class. He didn't look he like he a, tried very hard at right. LSU. Look, I, I learned more after I graduated with my work experience than I did while I was in classes. But no, um, but you mature when you're in college. I mean, it, it, uh, if you ask my parents, they would tell you I didn't mature till afterwards. <laughs> they, they, would they, they might, say you matured yet? No, oh. <laughs> they might disagree with you there. Jeff. <laughs> so, okay, did you stay up late last night to watch the Sixers? I did. I used to like West Coast games more before I was older. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's because you're old that you don't like the other night games. I still like them, but like the Utah game was a perfect time. Nine o'clock, it was over in time that I could watch the whole thing. And how, how about the fact that people are complaining that the Sixers lost? Hey, people, we just had a five-game winning streak. It was when was the, the last time that happened? The 2012-2013 season. And how long ago was that? A while. Five years ago? A while. Uh Look, the, the team's playing good basketball. They, they've they won five of their last seven, and the two losses were against Houston and Sacramento by a combined total of two points. Yeah, that's not too shabby. Now, I will say this. Simmons I don't understand. Can we, can we, before you say So let's go to saying. last night to the end of the game for yeah. the negative before we go to the positive of what's going on. Oh, with look the at team. you. Look, Mr. Half is uh, glasses half. No, empty. I'm going to. There's plenty of positive. Go ahead. But. How do you take two timeouts with not take any timeouts when you have two with 13 seconds left and then say that your team went rogue? 
that's what Brown did last night. Right. Like I believe that he's a good teacher as a coach, but uh-huh. I think that as a coach, he needs to better adjust to the end of game. I've seen too many times no, where this team has you know not what this performed is? down the stretch. This is you being trained about timeouts because Andy Reid couldn't no, do them No, this right. is me watching so now, Joel Embiid now, take a jumper yeah. when you've got star players on the floor that can get to the basket and try and draw a foul. Right. And you've got a coach with two timeouts that can draw up a play <laughs> to make something happen, I and instead you let them play right it out. Now. That's the part that bugs me. Like I, It's if, fine. Look, and he said his his excuse, his response was, "Well, they had a TV timeout, and we talked about it, and the players just went rogue. right. Okay, well, sit them on the bench then. Well, you had 13 seconds left. What did you? When do you want to sit them on the bench? If your players are going to go rogue, you're not right. coaching them. You're the coach. No, no, no. Wait, there were 13 seconds left in the game. You call a timeout and sit them when, down afterwards. When did they go rogue? He said they went rogue on the last play. They did their own okay, thing. Okay, so the play. If you want them to bench him this game. This All, is, these guys are all 20 years old. All, They're learning on the job. But he, as a coach, has to teach them. But He's, what was he supposed to do? Stop it when it, when there was three seconds left and call a timeout? No, he was supposed to stop it before the play. It's he not, did stop. He said that there he called the play. There was a television timeout, and he called the play. Right. You draw a play up, and you go over what you should do and you shouldn't do. Right. Your big man does not take a jumper like that in the end of the game. Do you know how many times Joel Embiid hits a three-pointer? I understand that. Yeah. With the players that they had on that court, that yeah. was not the optimal shot to end the game. You can't tell me that that was a good way to end the game. If Joel Embiid had hit a three-pointer right there, you would be sitting it there dancing. It still would have been a bad shot. No, you would not have. Oops, somebody just dinged you that you were wrong. My mom doesn't <laughs> like that I'm blaming uh, her grandson for not having the candy. So that that's what's the going on The whole Springer there. clan is ganging up against yeah, you people don't because like you're me. a candy thief. Talking about the candy on the air. Yeah. Look, I understand what happened, but th- this is not the first okay. time that it's so happened at the end of the game off, with the Sixers. Off, off the Mr. Negative. The, yes. the Sixers are above 500, right? Yes. Okay. I think they have a better record than the Cavaliers have right now. Yes. Okay. The Cavs so have struggled. Ben Simmons, nobody expected Ben Simmons to be having the kind of beginning of his career that he is You having. cannot throw a lazy pass around yeah. Ben Simmons. He will shoot that lane and, and take it to the basket. And by the way, when he came in, one of the big rubs against him was that he didn't play defense. Exactly. Yeah. And, and what you've seen is his defense has been very good. And, and on top of that, his offense, while he – Man, if he could shoot, he would be the best player in the NBA. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Keep, people keep saying that. He doesn't have a shot. But if he could yeah. shoot, he'd be unstoppable. I mean, think look, look at the statistics that he has now. We have Simmons. He's leading the NBA in passes per game. And the Sixers are leading as a team, which is really good to see. Second, you have Simmons averaging 17.8 points a game, 10.1 rebounds per game, and eight assists per game. Simmons has more points than Jimmy Butler. More rebounds than Marcus Gasol, and more assists than Steph Curry. Anybody see that coming? He's no the first way. player to have seven double doubles in his first ten games since Shaq. I mean, you're comparing, you're you're talking about him, second to only Russell Westbrook in chip, triple doubles. The yeah. players that you're talking about with him for this rookie is something you could have only hoped for. Right. So there's that. And ha- and how about you know Brett Brown? You, you knocked him before, but Brett Brown was asked about. What's the explanation for the fact that Embiid came in and just shot up as far as being a star immediately? And now Ben Simmons shot up. And he's saying that it's partly because they didn't play that first year, that it gave them a chance to grow into their bodies. It gave them a chance to sit there and watch on the sidelines. I don't know if he's right. 
You're not going to get NBA teams to redshirt players as a, as a matter the of course. The Sixers redshirt players every year. Markel is on the redshirt right <laughs> they, now. You could say they don't redshirt players. Right. They do. They just put them on IR. And, and and I don't know about Okafor, but it looks like he's getting another redshirt year. Well, now apparently uh, Phoenix may be interested in him because he came on the court the other night and got three fouls in three minutes. I mean, that was impressive. He, look, because he doesn't play defense. <laughs> so how did he get three fouls? I, I just you don't have words for some of that. And that's the frustrating part is I do trust the process. But I also look back at some of the missteps along the way. Yeah. Like you're writing off some tanking seasons of draft picks like this where you can't give Okafor away right now. When he gets on the court, he's a complete liability. And the pick after Okafor was Go ahead. Porzingis. Who is just can, Did can you see you the sequence? Imagine if Porzingis was on this team. Did you see the sequence where he blocked the shot and then ran down the court the other end and got the the ball driving the lane for the dunk? He is so good. He really is. He's a unicorn. Can you can you imagine that? Oh, they how they'd tall be... and and athletic a team the Sixers would be with Porzingis, Simmons, and Embiid on this on the court at the same time. No, Sarf. I can't because I'm stuck with Okafor. Um, <laughs> we're gonna have who's to, not getting on the court. We're gonna have to save the NBA marijuana talk for next week because we are out of time here, Jeff. Uh, you know how upset people are gonna. It be? It was just so much fun that you we can't had. tease the marijuana discussion and then say next week. Well, we're gonna have to because we're out of time. So, so mellow out, fans. So get ready for your talk next week about the NBA and uh, medical marijuana. We'll bring that up in the third segment next week. Any final? thoughts jeff no because you wouldn't let me talk about medical marijuana well at least you know what where your role is now <laughs> thanks everybody for joining us this week on the heart of sports make sure to join us next friday night as we help you start your weekend in style have a great one and we'll talk to you next week Bye bye